Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest Stephanie Cummings to talk about the song Santa's Beard off of Lincoln. Here we go. Once a year, my friend puts on a red suit and hangs around with me and my Stephanie, hi. Hi, how's it going? Good. Hey, we're finally doing this. Finally, finally. Better late than never. Finally doing this. There were plans to do it during the holiday season. Uh, Things come up. Things happen. It's all good. And, you know, I was looking on the wiki, and there is precedent here. They themselves have played this song many times out of the holiday the holiday season, like especially at the start, they were playing at all times of the year. But even like in '96, they played it in like in February. Uh, in 2012, they played it in February. So you know, we're doing it in February. They've done it in February. It's all good. All not a problem, right? Yeah, and even Flans has said uh, that the Santa part. What do you say? The Santa part is kind of just incidental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did see that. I did see that. Mostly about betrayal, jealousy, and betrayal. betrayal. Yes, and and we shall get to that. But as a first time guest, the first thing uh, we need to know is your fandom story. So tell us about how you got into they might be giants. So I actually, I really, really didn't have a choice because um, my dad went to art school. So he was always into the kind of like obscure and weird stuff. Like I remember one one album of his collection was Blood When a Pig, A Head Rings Out. And he just had all this, he, he had just amassed this like huge, hundred, like my parents, hundreds of CDs over the years, hundreds of all. And my dad's stuff was mostly... A lot of, lot of unique stuff, and um, apparently um, the year I was born, 1992, one of his friends had mailed him a bootleg tape that had Lincoln on one side and Apollo 18 on the other. Nice. And um, anyway, but like when I was about 12 or so, I started getting interested in the CD collection. I started kind of picking through it, and I found Flood. I found Flood first, and, you know, I listened to it, and then... Uh, the rest is history. Like I just like I really really enjoyed around the time same time I was just kind of like getting into like very like angsty like punk music, just like early Ramones, like I don't want to be a good boy type stuff. Uh-huh. And then uh, I for some reason I found like the kind of like upbeat melody, sad lyrics thing, just like extremely extremely charming. Yeah, yeah, and- it, it comes as like a good balance to like the angry angry stuff you know, or the angry, sad stuff to have the happy, sad mixture, you know, they're coming at it from that different angle. Cause a lot of their lyrics really aren't far off from a lot of other punk stuff that I 
listen to right and, that was what i was yeah. about to say like um you could tell that there was a lot of just like early punk influence on the band in general i remember um there was a playlist floating around it was um something that linnell put together that was something called songs i try to resist or something along the lines and i want to say i want to be sedated or blitzkrieg bop was on i think it was blitzkrieg bop yeah and you know it was kind of just like <laughs> The classic, like, we, I'd never heard anything like this before. And then in his case, he apparently hated it at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always, it always came across to me that Flans was the, the bigger kind of punk rocker of the two. But, right. Uh, yeah, and maybe he's the one that, like, you know, was like, hey, JL, you gotta check this out. Right, right. He was always uh, wearing that early like emblem shirt, like during like very early concerts. Mm-hmm. Such. Yeah, Flans and the Ramon shirts, iconic. Yeah, I- I'm I'm kind of curious what other kind of stuff uh, was in your your mom and dad's collection. Uh, what what other kind of weird stuff were you hearing? You know, as a tyke. Uh, like um. I was mostly raised on, like, it's not, like, too out there, but, like, my parents' favorite, favorite band ever was Squeeze. And, like, you know, I thought it was funny when They Might Be Giants ended up opening for Squeeze. Yeah. So I was raised on uh, Squeeze. I was raised on um, early Elvis Costello. I was raised on, like I said, Bloodwood Pig. My dad was into, like, Blue Cheer. Um lot of sure, yeah yeah like that's not i'm like i'm like because like i can't think of like any like too too much of the weird stuff because it was so long ago and i've since lost a lot of the collection like i remember like humble pie traffic a lot of like weird weirder like psychedelic stuff um mm-hmm. uh, i can't remember the name of the band it was like little red book yeah i can't remember i think it might have been love i'm not sure but like you know love is a great band not sure little red book yeah i don't know It's, it's escaping me right now but yeah those are all great bands i mean it's like yeah they're not like the most obscure things in the world but they're all they're that kind of like you know, a little off the beaten path stuff, like the 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 coolest, you know, popular stuff. Right, right, and it was also um, another like influ like got me into like more like the punk stuff. He was actually I didn't find this out who he was until I was older, but he's my parents' weed dealer, and uh, I just <laughs> knew him as Uncle Joel. And- <laughs> Uncle Joel, the drug dealer. <laughs> I just knew him as Uncle Joel. I'm still like Hi, Uncle Joel. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Like he used to take me to like the coolest places, and like now I know why he had the money. <laughs> and I'm still like, you know, I'm I'm sorry I couldn't think of like anything like um of, like on the more like obscure side because it's just it's been so long. But like like my parents' drug dealer got me into. Uh, you know Bjork and uh, New York Dolls and a lot of a lot of Japanese stuff got me into Shonen Knife and from there I found mm-hmm. uh, Seagull Screaming Kisser Kisser Guitar Wolf and this is all the yeah. stuff I was listening to when I was like 12 and then you know Hell yeah. <laughs> did not make me the most relatable to my peers right. <laughs> yeah, <your laughs> friends would come over and like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> no, Stephanie dude. was playing the scary music. I want to come home. Exactly, exactly. Everybody was just listening to like I don't know Taylor Swift <laughs> at the time. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> so have you uh, have you seen Team BG live? Oh yeah, I've seen them a few times. Uh, one one of the times I. Uh, Honest, I uh, got kicked out of the venue because my uh, <laughs> friend's girlfriend decided to try to smuggle alcohol in. But that's a whole nother story. Um, I've seen them a few times. Oh, no. um, one of the best shows I seen I saw was um, a New Year's show where uh, Flance's wife's band was opening for them, The Last Car. And it took me a minute to realize it was her until she mentioned their cats. <laughs> and I was like, oh, because my vision's not the greatest. So I couldn't recognize her. 
That's great. That's great. And you're in uh, you're in Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. Jersey born and bred. Nice. Have you seen them? Or are you going to see them on this uh, flood tour? This extremely extended flood tour. Uh, I've, I've been trying to. I've been trying to see if I could like snatch up tickets. Unfortunately, my work schedule is just like a little hectic, and like a lot of the times they come here, I'm extremely busy because <laughs> I, mm. I, uh, I work at a kennel, and like it ebbs and it flows. Yeah, I I always think about that when we uh, dump our our insane dog over the holidays <laughs> to go back to Chicago. I'm like, oh man. These people got to spend Christmas with my uh, my hellhound. Oh, it's not a problem for my boss because she's Jewish. So she doesn't care about the whole Christmas party. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on Lincoln as a whole, like uh, uh, within the discography? Are you a big uh, uh, Lincoln Lincoln's head? definitely, definitely like my favorite, probably yeah probably my favorite like it, it got me through like a, a rough relationship when i was younger where i was just it was like genuinely like extremely traumatic and it like helped get me through like i've got a match and all the stuff on like the second half that's just kind of like wallowing yeah this uh <laughs> actually it w- wasn't originally intended to line up right with another lincoln episode but this will be coming out a week after the piece of dirt episode oh, oh that's another great one yeah, speaking of another uh, narrator of a song who doesn't think too highly of themselves, but such a <laughs> I good mean, song. Most of them don't. Most of them don't. Yeah, I know. You worry about these Johns sometimes, right? Because <laughs> uh, like. I, I remember um, I was talking to like a like former coworker, and uh, I said something along the lines of like, "This is not a band where you show them to someone, they're like, oh, this is great.' This is a band that you showed them, and they're in turn worried about your own mental health because right. this is what you listen to." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but you know, when you're fucked up, you like to listen to fucked up music, right? It 100%. just uh, meshes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a form of salvation in a way. There you go. There you go. So Santa's Beard, um, we do have a Dial-A-Song version of this, which was collected on the Power of Dial-A-Song 2 bootleg. And I will drop that in in post right here. Kind of slow, huh? This one it kind of drags. It does kind of drag. It doesn't have that pep. I find that like a lot, a lot of a lot of the Lincoln demos are like that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they had some coffee when they got into the studio and amped the tempos <laughs> up on everything. <laughs> got the stick out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh, it's missing a verse. To, or it kind of goes like straight to verse two, I think. I mean, it's much shorter, uh, even with being slower. I mean, it has a lot of the same vibe to it, but yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of sludges along. So definitely a good choice to to kick the tempo up on this one, but most of the ideas are pretty much intact. And um, before we get too far deep into uh, the proper Lincoln version uh, Santa's beard. Flansburg discovered that there was a Beach Boys song of that name, and he says, "Quote: I was really shocked. I'm not sure why this is so shocking, but uh, there is a Beach Boys song called Santa's Beard, and it's from is it from '65. Oh, I forgot to write that down. So the Beach Boys did put out a Christmas album, and 
it's got some classics on there, you know, like White Christmas and Blue Christmas. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, then it's got like lots of originals, or at least ones that I don't recognize the titles of. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of Christmas songs just kind of sound like generic titles, like Merry Christmas, Baby. Is that <laughs> classic, classic? An original, or is that the Dennis some... Wilson Christmas message? That must be a bop. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to play a little bit of their Santa's beard, especially the, uh, I think the second verse really is where the, the beard part comes more into play. Is that Santa Claus really, really Santa? Is that really Santa Claus really, really Santa? Is that really Santa Claus really, really Santa? Hope he thinks that Santa Claus. So yeah, this one's about they're they're taking their their little brother to see Santa, and I hope it's a convincing Santa. But then the kid hops up there. (laughs) No, he yanks the pillow, the belly pillow uh, out of the Santa. Takes the beard off. You're not the real Santa. (laughs) What do you think of this song? Uh, I I kind of like this is I was just like this is kind of just like a much nicer version of like Father Christmas by the Kings. Just much. This is mm. just like a good version of it. Where, whereas <laughs> like the, <laughs> you know, because he's like I, I need to find this kid a convincing Santa instead of just like you know ruining the illusion <laughs> with the uh, wealth with the wealth gap. <laughs> 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 yeah this is definitely a you know an early beach boys uh cheery kind of um a cheery sounding uh way for this this kid to find out there's f- fake santas out there you know well that's it's just that one's not the real one you know there is a real one but that one's not the real no. one it's okay it's just a mall santa that they <laughs> Just found on the helper. side of the road. <laughs> just helping him out, like they say. He's like, yeah, he's right. just doing him a favor by, uh, you know, being an imposter. Like, you know, normal, not unhinged behavior. <laughs> Real Santa, yeah, he's still up in the North Pole. He's, you know, he's tying up loose ends before it comes down here. You know, he had to send, uh, to send down some to. <laughs> fake ones. <laughs> uh, so Santa's beard appeared not just on Lincoln, but also, of course, on they might be giants in holiday land a few years later. Um, but on Lincoln here, yeah, it falls at uh, track 12. So yeah, we're talking about side B it's right between I've got a match and you'll miss me. And yeah, this, at, at this point in the record, it, it is kind of funny that, um, that they threw a Santa song into a regular album but I think it kind of goes back to what I said before with Flan saying, like, oh, it just happened to be really could could have been anything. What about uh, my baby was wearing the Easter Bunny's ears? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, like, the Easter Bunny fuck my wife. Like, you know. Like. <laughs> and now my wife's laying eggs. Great. <laughs> you know, those mammals that lay eggs. Putting aside all Santa things, musically. Lyrics aside, what are your favorite things musically about uh, the song Santa's Beard? Uh, just like that that opening riff is, uh, I do like the uh, underlying riff on it. I like the kind of just like the use of the accordion as like almost like a punk sounding instrument on it. Just kind of like following like the same chords and like it kind of has the same effect as having like another like guitar almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the keyboard sound is very kind of squeeze Elvis Costello sounding kind of keyboard like that. Oh real, yeah, 100%. That real kind of like pinched vibrato kind of sound. Like all those little arpeggios. <laughs> very, very biting, very cutting kind of Farfisa type tone. Almost like Oliver's Army. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, or like Radio Radio. Yes, like yes. 
and the the bass tone in this or like the synth bass it's so amazing it's almost like it's like is that the same patch that the guy who did the Seinfeld theme used for his <laughs> keyboard bass you know it's like dun, 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 dun. it's like slap bass yeah, but it also like kind of reminds you of, like the Minutemen, who incidentally remind me of the Seinfeld baseline. Also, <laughs> Mike Watt, great. You know, th- there's there's a few bass players I will allow to slap now and then, and I think Mike Watt would be one of them. I mean, he's maybe just picking real heavy, but um, yeah, someone actually asked about the bass sound. I think on their uh, yeah on their Tumblr, and he. Th- Flans thinks it was a stock sound on the the yes. Akai S1000 that was in the studio. <laughs> I suspect that really thumping slap on Santa's beard is JL on the Akai. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine them going into a studio and like, you know, they have their, all their own little toys, but then they go into a studio and they're just like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucked up sounds can we make on this? Yeah, it's really bird sounds like the Wilhelm scream. which incidentally they kind of have that going on on another part of the album (laughs) have you ever watched those the wilhelm scream compilations of them those are just hilarious yes yeah it's such a weird thing like my best friend his text like ringtone used to be the wilhelm scream i'm pretty (laughs) sure he's shown me that nice (laughs) and definitely uh the band I I I knew of the band before I knew of the actual Wilhelm scream and I'm like man that was a really good name for a band yeah no I, when I saw that I was mad I didn't think of it it was one of those things <laughs> yeah great band name <laughs> um yeah I I love the um just kind of like the start and stop of this song the dun 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 it is that very kind of new wavy sound like I think this song really does fit right into the whole vibe of a lot of that British new wave stuff that right. uh, that you uh, were reared on. It fits right, right, right into that. And then I mean, it kind of like, uh, it ends up like evolving into like a lot of the early like Brit pop ended up being like mm. influenced by like the early They Might Be Giant sound because they used a lot of keyboards. And so like you'll hear like a lot of like of those sounds like being recycled with like blur and super grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those those keyboard, those organ tones and stuff like that. And yeah, I love how it kind of you know, it's got all the starts and stops in the verses, but then when it gets to the uh chorus, it's kinda of like that I mean it's kinda of like a punk beat, it's just the on the beat double time. And you got that tambourine going and it's just hitting you so hard the whole way through. I mean, this is definitely one of the most rocking songs to contain any Santa content, as far as, far as I'm concerned. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because I, I always thought that that too. Like it just always sounded like a punk song, despite it just being about uh, kind of about Santa Claus, like, but like not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just looking at the chord progression here. Do you play any instruments, Stephanie? No, unfortunately, I don't. I actually, I used to play trumpet, but I'm like so out of like practice at this point. So mm-hmm. I was just uh, always regretting that I didn't continue. I could be a, like a pretty bitchin' ska band by now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ska's coming back. Now's the uh, time. It really is. It's, it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> Well, on the wiki here, they're saying it's in D major. It looks more to me like E major. It just happens to start on a D, but pretty standard progression. I mean, it almost gets to like the Louie Louie progression a little bit. Um, got a few more extra chords than that, though. But um, I mean, definitely, you know, it's a flan song. It's a very guitar-friendly, uh, playable song. And also really good for Linnell to do his little arpeggios on. It's very... Uh, you know, a lot of, well, not a lot of white keys, but very, very good under the fingers as well. It's 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 not one that sneaks in any uh, key changes or anything like that. I mean, it's so short. Anyway, it's under two minutes. Right, which, which yeah. is like another quality that just makes it pretty punk for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really just verse, chorus, verse, chorus. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
the title Santa's Beard came from a uh, performance of this this group that, that Flansburg, uh, like art performance collective called Watchface that Flansburg had done a couple of performances with. Now, I was looking all over, so I could not find the, the piece is called Stereotype, where they say Santa's Beard in it, apparently. <clears throat> I cannot find that, but I did find one uh, Watchface performance on the show the Robert Klein time from 1986. So this is uh, just two guys. Apparently there were a lot more uh, people in this collective. But uh, this piece is called uh, Religion. Uh, James Sienna and Chaz Dean, and they're called Watchface. There's sometimes eight members, but you think their best is two here, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we're basic cable. <laughs> no, no, actually they do perform very well together. You're welcome, Watchface, Watchface. Religion. I have some good news. May I share it with you? I have some good news. May I share it with you? Hi, I'm Reverend Doug. Welcome to our singles group. Hi, I'm Reverend Doug. Welcome to our singles group. Oh, by the way, have you been born again? Oh, by the way, have you been born again? I can acknowledge your need for your space. I don't care for Florida. What do you ever touch me? The Mahatma touch me. Warriors of Allah feel no pain when they die. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Sister Mary Elizabeth hit me with a stick. Sister Mary Elizabeth hit me with a stick. Sister Mary Elizabeth hit me with a stick. Man didn't come for no monkey. He came from the breath of God. Man didn't come for no monkey. He came from the breath of God. Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. Here's your flower. Where's my dollar? Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. Here's your flower. Where's my dollar? I'm not allowed to tell you what my mantra is. It, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, people can... Uh, I, I actually found it just Googling Watchface, one word, Watchface NYC. And this is pretty much the only thing I could find. But it's definitely the right group because there is a picture on the wiki of the Santa's Beard uh, folks. And those those two guys are definitely in there. Uh so yeah, so that's not the Santa's beard one, but I don't know, a lot of uh, r- <laughs> rhythmic chanting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that seems like kind of be their thing. It's just like kind of like early, early sketch, I guess. Because I did look to see like where they were based while I was watching it, because it kind of like reminded me of like the state almost the state mm. on MTV, because it reminded me of that. some of their super, super repetitive bits. And they were from NYU, so I'm like, maybe this is some sort of influence. (laughs) I'm going to dip my balls in it. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) the one I was thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if anyone's not seen State, uh, definitely should. It's people that went on to do tons of good stuff like Reno 911, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Oh, so many things. <laughs> My name's Doug. I'm Doug. Doug. And I'm out of here. <laughs> God, I love Michael Showalter so much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely my favorite of the crew. <laughs> so on to those Santa's beard lyrics. So we really don't have any other hints as to what this watch face thing, if it lent anything else to these lyrics, other than just the two-word phrase Santa's beard. Yeah. I don't know. Um yeah, so uh, what are your favorite parts of the lyrics, or what do, what do you make of these lyrics? Is it as cut and dry as it seems? No, part of what I was thinking, and, like, this is, like, kind of me, like, trying to be funny, but, like, also just, like, me being, like, serious. It also demonstrates, like, not only, like, betrayal and, like, you know, cheating and, like, you know, lack of loyalty, but it also... Uh, demonstrates communication issues because if uh, his wife had just talked about her Santa costume fetish with him, maybe they would not be in this situation. Right. He could be Santa. <laughs> like maybe that's just like the hidden overtone to it. 
Yeah. She always had this twisted side to her. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the one other crazy thing, I was trying to think of like, okay, what would be a way more They Might Be Giants like deeper meaning to this song? What if he is Santa and he just doesn't recognize himself when he puts on this costume? What if he's Santa and he's confused? Uh, There's so many They Might Be Giants songs about people like transforming or being confused. And a doppelganger would also be right up their alley. Sure. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that fat guy around. I mean, right around the same era, he was saying, I am the biggest one. I've got no one to blame but my fat self. And my big old body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My big old body. Yeah. That's like a very watch face type feeling song. Yeah, for sure. Now that I've seen their their shtick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does say she's been humming cheating songs. But it's only recently. Mm -hmm. Only recently. But he does it once a year. So does he do it every year? And she's only recently doing this? Or does she only do this this time of year? And it's like a constant. It's not really disclosed. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, and if it keeps happening year after year, I mean, he's got like a whole year to try to like deal with this. <laughs> Maybe that's like, just what he's, he's just like spending the year preparing to just like stew about it because he's just like, it's only temp. He's like, you know, he's gone to like, you know, some cognitive behavioral therapy. He's just like, it's only temporary. If that's what makes her happy. Just, I don't know why uh, he would want to maintain this marriage, but apparently it's important enough to him that he puts up with uh, this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) I can deal with it just once a year. Just, you know, bite my tongue and just deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The end, though, especially the uh, thrilling, thrilling Christmas, Christmas. That was always my favorite part. Yeah, trembling fear. So trembling fear that introduces right at the end of the song introduces a whole other level of you know like what's going on here. Yeah, like like what? Yeah, this house uh, may not be the most safe. Who's in trembling fear? Is it him? Is it her? Is Santa causing it? Yeah. I mean, he's just jealous, but now he's, like, terrified of Santa. But also, a lot of their narrators have irrational fears. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. So it it could be, or maybe maybe he's imagining this whole thing, which is kind of cliche, but if he's not, maybe the trembling fear is still, like, kind of like an overreaction or maybe just, like, a, like, basic anxiety reaction because, like, I used to be like that. I used to just basically react with extreme anxiety to almost everything. And this is his friend. This is his friend. Some yeah. friend. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, like, why is he friends with this guy who just, like, repeatedly, like, tries to, like, cuck him on Christmas of all days <laughs> of the year? My, my wife only asked for one thing for Christmas, and it was to sit on my friend's lap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just what she asked for every single year. Every single year. And I can't, I mean, it does sound like it's getting bad because he's breaking up my home. I mean, that's that's serious business there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like maybe that also suggests that maybe it's just this year. Hmm. It's gotten worse. Yeah, because like maybe he just played Santa as like a benign, like friendly thing, just like you know, fun like adult Christmas party, and this year it's just gotten weird. <laughs> Yeah, she's kissing him. What's she what's she whispering in his ear? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's 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 serious enough that, you know, he's uh, considering divorce proceedings, so Mhm. She's and she's humming cheating songs, wondering what yeah. that means. Yeah, I'm trying to like uh, I don't know, any song spring to mind for you a, a cheating song? A song that's happily about cheating or about someone being cheated on? Well, she's the one humming them. I can't think of, like, anything in, like, particular. Yeah. Yeah. 
like most most songs about cheating are about the person who was wronged and they're uh you know right. talking about their pain and like that's most like what songs about cheating i have seen or you know like about like key keying cars or like don't steal my man not really right. like you know like i'm gonna do this kind of thing Mm-hmm. just like i yeah i can't really think of anything is that carrie underwood who is that that big Something about being cheated on and keying yeah, his that, truck. that was the one with the like, go ahead, like key his car, deflate his tires with your teeth kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I can't really uh, think of anything that's about yeah. uh, from the point of view of somebody who is a cheater. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe maybe when I did my research, I should have gone to the uh, weird subreddit populated by those people and asked them if they know. <laughs> 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 Yeah, usually being the cheater isn't something you're bragging about in a song, but right, maybe. right, because like know. inherently that's something that you keep under wraps. Except apparently they're blatantly doing this. It's just yeah, she's doing it right in front of him, <laughs> sitting on his lap, whispering in his ear. And, like, it starts off with him, like you know, maybe the like I can't help but feeling jealous and. Starts off the first verse just being kind of like maybe I'm overreacting to jealousy, and I just immediately goes into she stands beneath the mistletoe screaming for him to stand beneath the mistletoe screaming. Maybe that's connected to the uh, trembling fear mm -hmm. we, we have later on because apparently they're screaming at each other too. <laughs> well, what kind of cheating dynamic is this? Like I'm going to cheat on my <laughs> husband, whose only problem that I like, you know, like he's the narrator, he hasn't disclosed much about himself. Like the only thing he is basically disclosed is that this is happening and he might have an anxiety disorder. But uh apparently like this one's like, I'm going to cheat on my husband with this guy who dresses like Santa and also screams at me. But I like I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like Yeah, cuz it's her and in Santa screaming. Right. Like, it's not her and the husband screaming. No, like it says and she stands between the mistletoe screaming for him to stand beneath the What is that? Like she, does she want to be screamed at? Is this some sort of like weird kink thing like I like outlined mm. earlier like she mm -hmm. appears to have like a, like a lot going on that maybe he uh they can't really communicate about <laughs> or it's an abusive cheating dynamic where he was just flagrantly screaming at her in front of other people and Ooh. does this only happen on Christmas or does he come over well, this is once a year once a year. Yeah. Once yeah, once yeah. but once a year my friend puts on a red suit and hangs around me and my wife. Does he but does he hang around with them outside the red suit? Does he do the whole Easter bunny thing? Like they haven't really talked about this. A Saint Patrick's Day leprechaun. <laughs> no, costume. There's just like so many so many cursed Turkey. opportunities. <laughs> Turkey costume. Uh I I uh, I, I would honestly call the cops if I saw that. <laughs> like, so, so, so a chance this is kind of a twisted take on I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Right. Which so that one, I mean, that's the kid seeing, you know, thinking that, that Santa when it's dead. Right. Santa. Right, but here so Santa's no an actual there. third person. Right. And they're friends and I don't understand why they're friends or why they're why she's cheating on him with this guy who screams at her. There's just like a lot going on here that just like makes no sense to me. <laughs> Strange no dynamic. Sense. Strange Definitely. dynamic they got going on. I mean it's a They Might Be Giants uh, Christmas song, so we can expect no less. So this song, um, we do have the debut of this song recorded on a bootleg. It's March 3rd. So again, this song was debuted not during the Christmas season, right. but in early March of 1988 uh, at uh, the Chestnut Cabaret in Philadelphia. So I'll drop that in right here. Okay, this next song... This next song is an extremely fresh kind of rock song that uh, we like to do around Christmas, Christmas time. 
Oh, hold on a sec. <laughs> I guess that's the Silenol that I took. Okay. Um, this song is called I Saw My Baby Wearing Santa's Beard. thinking that uh, like the only thing i really like the i really liked that i liked the uh honestly the like acoustics of the place that it was recorded a whole lot but like mm. i noticed like slight lyrical differences i noticed that like at the beginning he mentioned um he i saw my baby wearing santa's beard was the original title right like parentheses yeah he says the whole thing right right mm-hmm. but i i really did like that like debut really like that yeah. debut. they had it pretty dialed in i mean this song you know 88s i mean lincoln came yeah, it was, out it was already pretty in 88 yeah so yeah so they almost still like six months out um but they had it down the Backing track sounds like it's the one from the album. Um, but here we get the accordion focus instead of the, like, Farfisa organ. Right. Um, I re- but, yeah, that's that's what I really enjoyed that kind of, like, reminded me almost of, like, the famous polka type, like, where it was, like, mm. really, really just, like, rapid, rapid fire accordion, almost, yeah. like, faster than you usually hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this song uh, was played a ton in 88, makes sense, when Lincoln came out, 88 and 89, and then they retired it for like six years, came back in the mid-90s for just a little bit, and then from 96 to 2006, yeah, it went a whole decade before it got taken back out again, and most recently it was played in 2015, Um, but I think the one we're going to listen to, they released an official live version on At Large. Um, which uh, is, uh, was released in 2013. So I'll put that in here. Once a year, my friend puts on a red suit and hangs around with me and my This one, they, they kick the tempo up even a couple more notches. Oh, I yeah. like this one a lot. Oh, yes. Like, at large in general, just, like, amazing, amazing, amazing live album, amazing compilation. Um, so this one was probably, like, my favorite version out of all yep. of them. They also spice up the uh, the verse rhythms. Yeah. So, yeah, the dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. They, they almost take it to like the Anna Ng rhythm. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But it sounds cool. And again, we get the uh, Linnell's back to the the very Farfisa E organ. Uh, we got you know Marty. You can't go wrong with some Marty there and some 
Some some real Danny Weinkoff bass instead of that Seinfeld fake bass. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. No, it's that that <laughs> one's probably the best version, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, okay, should we listen to some covers? Oh, uh, I, I love a good cover, honestly. Yeah. All right, first up is The Figs. Now, this is, this is kind of a rare sighting in that we're seeing a band playing it live at a show, right? It's not just a studio recording or it's not just someone in their bedroom, you know, playing right. to their I, camera. I was surprised to see that one. Yeah, like The Figs. And this is just from a year ago. I'm thinking it's from, I mean, it seems like it's, you know, there's like Christmas lights in the background and wreaths and stuff above the stage. So probably Christmas time of 2021. Right. So let's listen to the figs. I think I might need to text my wife and remind her that we're playing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So pizza going nuts over there. Maybe you should come here. Um, it's the last night of our tour, so we're having a ball here. Yeah. This is our uh, newest single. It's a little uh, holiday fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's another song about jealousy. That was pretty much as faithful as a cover as you could get without having an accordion with you. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I thought it was just like a pretty pretty steady faithful cover. I do like really faithful covers sometimes. I like both the faithful and the creative. Yeah. That one hit like the hit the faithful not just like uh and it was a pretty like pretty good for a live recording as well. Yeah, the sound is good. I mean, the guys are tight. You know, when you're playing it live on stage, you know, you have to have rehearsed it. It's not just something you could just tweak in your home studio till you got it down. So these guys, you know, they spent some work into making it a rocking version of Santa's beard. Oh, they figs. did a good job. Yeah. The figs. On the YouTube channel Smash Machine, which has a lot of Bush live videos. Yeah, I did. I did click through and saw that. Man, Bush is still playing. Everything Zen live in Boston from last year. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What do you know? Hmm. All right. Uh, next up is well, the the channel is Sean. F- Francis, but it appears to be three fellas, Sean Francis on accordion and drum programming vocals, Trey Marks on bass and mistletoe, mm-hmm. and uh, Ian McDonough on McDonough, something like that, on vocals and guitar. Let's listen to this on the Sean Francis YouTube. Boy. Once a year, my friend puts on a red suit and hangs around with me and my wife. I can't help but feeling jealous each time she climbs on his knee. And now she stands beneath the mistletoe screaming for him to stand beneath the mistletoe screaming. 
that accordion in there. You dig it? Was this like a COVID era cover? Like, um, I noticed that one of them was from like two years ago. Yeah, was this, this was December 2020. Right, right. It was it was COVID era cover. I really just like the use of just like the multi track and the like. You know, they were obviously in different places and just like working it together with the mistletoe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of got that Zoom call feel, but it's got good audio. The uh, bass player dude there, Trey, is. Uh, Rocking a Rickenbacker bass, which those things are fucking amazing. And he is, like, slapping it. I mean, he's going, like, full thumb on that thing. <laughs> so, again, pretty uh, pretty faithful. Um, That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Faithful. Maybe, you, never, maybe. you never go wrong with a good accordion player. Just yeah, maybe taking, you know, leaning into the, the punk side a little bit, too. Right, right. Like, the a little heavier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up is a guy that's been popping up a lot recently with these classic videos. Robert Ruby, who way back in like 2010 was, he was, I was talking about this on the Piece of Dirt episode because he was, he popped up on there too. This dude was like pioneering in the YouTube style that is now so popular of like, hey, I'm one guy and I can play all this stuff and here's me playing all the different things as, uh, you know, I record this song. And it, like the, the camera quality and everything about it. Like people, if they haven't looked at his videos after me talking about them for so long, the video quality is like half of the charm there. It's like so... Yeah, the webcam quality? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like <laughs> vibe report quality. Like <laughs> the early vibe reports. This one, um, impressive that he could do all that himself. I actually think I remember this guy popping up when I searched for something like years ago. Like you said, mm-hmm. like he like kind of like pioneered the style. Like because I remember he just looks super familiar to me. And I think it might have like been like another They Might Be Giants song or maybe like Violent Femmes or something. I don't know. But I definitely remember him popping up when I was looking for something on YouTube before. And, you know, he did a really, really good job for this. Really good job pulling this all together himself. Um, Interesting choice of a song to pull together yourself because it's kind of like not really like, you know, an A-side kind of thing. Yeah, he's done a lot of the deeper cuts, but I I think most of the stuff I've played him on has been like more of the classic songs. But it looks like he's still doing stuff. I mean, there's stuff from, I guess the most recent thing is two years ago. And I keep commenting on the videos, hoping that he'll like, because I don't, I don't know how to contact this guy. I've never right. found him. YouTube does not give you him. like any contact uh, options at all anymore. I would love to get him on the show. Just you know, these people that I play. P- p- Pretty much, I've I've wrangled in most of like my really frequent like people that popped up frequently in the cover section. I've had a lot of them on, but never him. Uh, he's your um, white whale. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't. I'm just searching real quick. Robert Ruby, is this him? I think that might actually be a stage name. I'm finding a guy named Robert um, Mall. Robert Mall, something like that. He, uh, yeah, oh, this is definitely him, because I had, like, in parentheses, Robert Ruby. This is definitely him. Okay, I'm going to keep this tab open here, and I'm going <laughs> to hit this guy up after this. I was going to say, if you couldn't find him, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm pretty good at, uh, pretty good at Googling people. Oh, this is, this is definitely him. This is definitely him. Oh, you got him. 
That's him, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Robert Ruby, you're 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 coming on the damn podcast. There's no <laughs> even, there's no choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Add friend. Let's see if he. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we have any. Um, for being a huge, they might be Giants fan. It doesn't seem like we have any mutual friends, but maybe he's just not as chronically online as some of us <laughs> other people are. <sighs> All right. Yeah, has a family yes. shit posting group. <laughs> All of us shit posters. Maybe he's just more of like a normal person. Nah, <laughs> you know. Who knows? Okay, next up is the ums. The ums uh, on YouTube as well. Um, they have some song called It's Christmas Time. I'm not sure what that is. And the, the B-side is their cover of Santa's Beard. So I'm going to put that in here. Once a year, my friend puts on the red suit and hangs around with me and my wife. Now I can't help but feel jealous each time she climbs on No, this this one was my favorite. Your favorite, okay. It's my favorite out of the bunch. Just like kind of just like the like mid two thousands um, indie like apathetic kind of like charm to it. Just adding that to it, just like kind of like the bitterness added to. I don't like that fat guy around. It, like <laughs> I bookmarked it and made me want to look more into this band, even if they just do covers. I don't really. I like, yeah, <laughs> I like what they did here, so I'd love to hear more. It's also got a little bit of that like bedroom pop kind of feel too, right? Like little uh, kind of rinky dink sounds. They also do the nice touch of the. Uh, uh, she stands beneath the mistletoe, screaming. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> for, oh yeah! 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 For him yeah, to stand the mistletoe, mistletoe screaming. screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love that! I love that. <laughs> It's a nice touch. Nice touch. And and then the last one we have is uh, Cat Scan over on YouTube as well. Let's check this out. Once a year, my friend puts on a red suit and hangs around with me and my wife. Now I can't help but feeling jealous. She climbs on his knee And she stands beneath the mistletoe Screaming For him to stand beneath the mistletoe Screaming Now I can't help but feeling jealous Each time she climbs on his knee Why must she climb on his knee? I saw my baby wearing Santa's beard She kissed him once and whispered in his ear I saw my baby wearing Pretty faithful. It's got yeah. some. Um, yeah, another faithful one. Yeah, it's got some uh, tubular bell kind of. Uh, I'm sure it's not real tubular bells, but. A yeah. little, little bit of a horror feel to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, with the artwork, especially. I mean, that's where I'm getting. It's very kind of creepy artwork. There's so Yeah, like it's just like at framed this as the logo. beginning of a true crime documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really, you know, trembling fear. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. They could end up on a dateline. <laughs> These people, whoever they are, just like freaky love triangle involving the holidays. Housewives would eat that right up. <laughs> <laughs> 
So a very solid collection of covers. Like no one went like super left field with this one. Right, right. Yeah, I wish um, it, I wish there had been like yeah. a little more like experiment with like I feel like the ums did like the most like you know kind of like yeah. diversion like that different sound with that. like I I would wish I would wish that there was just like more experimentation because I I do love covers that just like take something and like make it their own. Oh yeah, I mean one thing I'm kind of surprised of though is that there's no ukulele covers of this song because this seems you'd like think. ripe for the picking for, right, for that kind of thing. Think. You know? I, I I might have to hit up some people I know get a ukulele cover going. <laughs> yeah, I don't play music, they, but most of my friends do. So ukulele people online on YouTube and stuff, there all these seem like they're these little ukulele collectives or these u- little ukulele groups where they'll uh, have like themed uh things where all their all them post their different themed uh songs of a theme and it seems like if they did you know holiday songs there's so many like tmbg people just seem to gravitate towards the ukulele and i've just yeah, it just dawned think. on me like how is there not a ukulele cover of this song you think <laughs> maybe maybe it's just like they're just like not too summary on this just add, add like a little bit of like you know like a island sound to the song yeah i mean come on if you could do uh you know Maka, you could do a little mashup with santa's beard and yeah i mean i mean if, if linnell did that like that like really screwed up and cursed like cover of like oh tannenbaum they can do that you know sure hmm <laughs> 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 oh well yeah i mean real real solid covers though um it's nothing too weird. I guess people just wanted to go, uh, you know, faithful with this one. Stay faithful to Santa. That uh, home-breaking Santa. And with that, I think it's time to score this song. So, you are required to go first. I'd Zero give it maybe like a 7.3. Like, it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid musically. It has a great sound. Um... Even though, like, you know, it has the Christmas title, it's something I listen to year-round. It's something that's, like, definitely in my rotation pretty frequently. Um, But it's not, like, you know, one of my, like, very favorites. But I do think it's a great song. I do, like, you know, I never really thought about it in depth this much and how, like, weird this whole dynamic is. But that kind of like mm-hmm. adds to like, you know, like the whole is this an unreliable narrator? Like what the hell is going on thing that kind of just gives it like, you know, an edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely is up there with my favorite uh, Christmassy songs, even if the Santa is just incidental. Oh, yeah, um, it's definitely on my uh, my playlist. Worst Christmas ever. It's on. It's near the top, <laughs> along with uh, "Fuck Christmas" by Fear. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! I don't want to fight tonight, which I guess is like the like opposite of this song because like they don't want to fight, and like here yeah. they want to like duke it out under the mistletoe. <laughs> but I'm definitely with you on it's. It's not a favorite off of Lincoln, but it definitely fits right in there. Yeah, same. It gets rotation year round. Uh, I. Th- think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 6.8 on santa's beard yeah very fair so uh plugs time is there anything you want to direct the people to uh so the only thing that i will want to direct people to is if we have any listeners in the like northern new jersey new york metro area i would just like to let people know that um there is a Animal rescue at my job, 911 dog and cat rescue. We have many, many, many kittens available right now. We have a lot of kittens mm. who've been waiting for homes for a pretty long time. Um, if you just go on their website, 911dogrescue.com, you could download an application and send it in. Um, you could say that Steph from the kennel referred you. But uh, that's about the only thing I'd like to plug because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of my animal. thing. <laughs> There's a lot. 
of animals that need rescuing. We've got two rescue cats and rescue dog here. Right. We're, we're located about 30 minutes uh, away from New York City. So if you're in the area, definitely consider it. Like a lot of our fosters come from outside the area. So. Mm hmm. A lot of needy kitties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Room yeah. full. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And definitely, you know, make sure you give those black cats some love because oh, yeah. there I, are I still two... people around that think they're bad luck, I guess. Yeah, I, I have two torties, which uh, also yeah. a lot of people don't really adopt because they think they're not really? photogenic. And I was like, that's some poor what? shit. Oh, yeah, that's totally. <laughs> so I, I got my, my Moxie and my Sybil. They're my little friends. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Nibbler, our black cat. She. Oh, uh, that's a great name. Yeah, we've got Nibbler, Fry, and uh, Leela's our dog. Oh, I was going to ask if Nibbler's from Futurama and the rest of the names just answered it for me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Our old Beagle, our old Beagle was Zap. Uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Futurama's one of my favorites. <laughs> Nibbler, Nibbler, we call her our original baby. She is, uh, she just, she turned 17 last August. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. She's uh, looking a little haggard, but uh, overall, you know, other than thyroid issues, she's doing fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I fine. actually, <laughs> yeah, my last cat had some thyroid issues, and that was, like, the only thing that was wrong with her until the end, and um, ended up rescuing Sybil from my job's rescue afterwards, and she mm -hmm. is the noisiest, bossiest thing in the world. <laughs> she is very tiny, but uh, she will sit there and yell at us if we go to bed and don't grab her and bring her, bring, bring her with us. How dare you? Yeah, and you know she was yelling at the stairs before because she dropped her toys down there and she didn't want to go get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cats! They they think they yeah. own you. No, that's, so that's, if you if you'd like that experience, yeah. <laughs> please 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 contact the rescue at my job. <laughs> <laughs> if you like being licked on the face by a sandpapery tongue in the middle of the night. Cats uh, who doesn't? For you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. And for uh, This Might Be a Podcast, you can find us all over the place. Uh, Twitter at This Might Be a Pod. Send emails to This Might Be a Pod at Gmail and leave me some voicemails, thoughts on Santa's beard or anything else. It's 224 Stephanie, thanks for being on. It was great to finally chat. Of course. It was awesome to chat with you. It was uh I did not expect the breakdown to leave me uh with so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those songs, just you know uh, just keep digging, you know, more questions than answers in this one, you know. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>